Dave, I'm not going to welcome you back to the podcast today um, because really, who am I to welcome you when you know we are welcoming the guest and the listeners so, the, the, and the listeners, listeners, welcome to the <laughs> Boiling Point podcast. Um, really exciting guest today. Before we get to that, Dave, why don't we really quickly talk about our Patreon? Um, after what 152, 153 episodes. I think it's it's time for us to start uh, um, start bringing our listeners into the experience of producing an even better podcast. So uh, listeners can just go to Patreon.com and look up the Bowling Point podcast. And if you like what we're doing, we really, really appreciate your help and support. Also, the incredible guest that we have coming on, we just called him and unfortunately he was actually in, in the middle of fixing... <sighs> a massive pipe burst in uh, Caloyala, Panama, which is is this incredible little sustainable community built from scratch in the middle of the jungle. Dave, that's the same community that I was at at the Hatch Experience a few months ago. And, you know, once these, these pipes break, the community doesn't get water. So he was in the middle of fixing that, uh, that pipe when we called him about five minutes ago. And he's going to call us in and like, I don't know, hopefully in a few seconds. Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hello? Is that Jimmy? Yes, it is. Jimmy, the fourth time is a charm. Dude, it was going to happen. We were going to make it happen. We, we both knew it. I love uh, thanks it. Thanks for circling back with me so many times. Dude, listen, it's too important not to make it work. You know, like I, ever since I met you, I was like, you're going to be on my podcast. And in fact, when I said it to you, you were like, hell yeah. So I was like, we, we're going to make this thing work. It's good. <laughs> so listen. Um, I'm glad. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just gonna say we're we're rolling, so we're 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 in this. Awesome. We're in this, and uh, so Jimmy, I want to introduce you to my friend Dave, a uh, co-host. Actually, he is the, the owner and founder of the Bowling Point Podcast. <laughs> Jimmy, how are you? <laughs> hey, Dave, I'm great. How are you? Very well, very well. Last time we called, we talked to your brother, and he and, and there and there's there's a bit of a, uh, I think confusion on our end. Greg's Greg heard that you were on the toilet and you couldn't come. And and I heard I heard that you're working on the toilet like it was plugged. But it all depends on what country. If he was in Panama, it's a very good chance he's working on the toilet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> was that, now were we live when we had that conversation? Yeah, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one didn't. That, it should just be the compilation of calls to, to, as the intro to the show. You know, actually, that would be. Good. You know what? We have that all recorded. You know what? That would so, be funny. So Ethan, <laughs> exactly. Ethan, Ethan, who are, is our engineer right now, he's behind the boards right now recording this. Ethan, take note, buddy. Go back and find the two other times that we tried to call Jimmy, and uh, we we gotta we gotta slice that. We gotta slice the stice into the beginning of this thing. There you go. Put it put it together. Uh, okay, so for, how are we doing, y'all? Very very good, mm -hmm. man. Very good. So I want to uh, get right to Happy it. Happy to be on the phone, Greg. I feel like we haven't spoken in forever because it's true. I, I know, man. We we we, we kind of crossed paths in New York City a little while ago. Zav and I were down there, and I. I think you were there doing the interview with Shane, actually, probably. 
I was there for a day, yeah. But I was just in town for the afternoon for the interview with Shane. Yeah, so um, Shane, Dave, just so you know, is the founder of Vice and uh, really a Canadian, um, uh, someone I respect a lot. So Jimmy was there being interviewed about their uh, TV show mm-hmm. on Viceland called mm-hmm. Jungle Town. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy, why don't I pass it over to you? Before we even talk about Jungle Town, let's, let's talk about you and let's talk about Kaliala in Panama. Um, and somehow we'll interweave how I met you there in there as well. But let's just start with you, brother. Sure. Um, so I am building a new town in Panama, and we are trying to answer the question or figure, be one of the contributors to the, to the answer of whether our uh, the human race can uh, be stewards to the earth and exist here in a way that replenishes ecosystems rather than destroys them. Uh, and so we're building a sustainable town, and we're measuring our success on the triple bottom line of is this good for the world? Is it good for the people it impacts? And does it make sense to investors? Incredible. And, and you, you've got a, uh, a real estate uh, development and investment background as well. Uh, if, if, if I recall, you were going to develop this more of a traditional investment play originally. Is that right? Well, it wasn't going to be a, the product was going to be pretty similar to what it is now in terms of renewable energy, organic food, using development to pay for conservation, uh, passive design buildings. Uh, but the business model was more traditional because I do come from a finance background. And so it was bring the big money, do it big, do it fast, uh, but hire the good architects who care about uh, the environment. And what really changed in 2008 was that approach of coming in big and fast versus uh, kind of being bootstrapped and scaling up and uh, testing at small scales and having small scale failures instead of creating the opportunity for large scale failures. Yeah, yeah, really, really cool. So I'm gonna I'm gonna interject here. So Dave, when I went to Hatch Latin America, Hatch was hosted at Kaliala, right, at, at Jimmy's uh, town, right. and we met um, you met Yaro, Yaro, yeah. Yaro earlier. And um, so picture driving up. Most people have to walk, but. I was driving in this. this Why did this, you drive? Because I came in at night because I lost my is bags. That, is that normal, and I got Jimmy? lost is actually that... on airplanes. It was a disaster. <laughs> anyway, one of the interns uh, at Kaliala picked me up from the airport, and we were going up this crazy road, really bumpy, amazing, like all these strange animals and all this stuff. And then I get let up. We go over this river and then come up, and I get let off at night, and there's all these tiki torches leading into this field where all these people are dining. I felt like I was either on Lost or on the beach, the movie The Beach, you know? And all these amazing people were there, and we started this this great uh, three-day kind of session together on Jimmy's Land, and that's where I got to meet Jimmy, and you and I really got to connect uh, on the side of the river when we just, just were real with each other, talking about what's what's happening in our, each other's lives, and, uh, and I was really excited to hear what you were doing as an entrepreneur to make such heavy impact in the world by modeling this thing out. So how's it going so far? Like, uh, what, what, what's, the, what's the stage that you're at right now? So right now we've got a research institute. We uh, basically have a study abroad institution where students come and apply what they're learning in school to our mission and give us basically enact projects on their own independently and then give us feedback through research on how we're doing and help us uh, point the compass uh, north, uh, keep tweaking that and, and honing in on it. Uh, so that's what our major, that's kind of what we're known for right now is that research institute. Uh, we are just finishing building our first tiny home. We just got the plans on our second tiny home that I posted on my Instagram today uh, from our new construction arts instructor. 
uh, and we laid out the streets to the master plan of the town a couple months ago. So we're I think we're just taking a small step forward, putting our toe into the river of real estate, but trying to do that very slowly since real estate is so resource intensive. And if you make a mistake, it tends to be expensive for your investors and the environment. So uh, starting at a very small scale with tiny homes, uh, measuring our impact and our results, and then taking another step from there. And to, to make something like this work, you need people. And uh, your uh, element of people is bringing in experts um, who kind of double up as professors and teachers, but you also have uh, have these these young people who are coming for life lifelong uh, learning experiences and travel abroad experiences, but actually learning under professionals, and they are essentially helping you build the town, which leads to um, the controversial uh, series that you've got on Vice, where I remember you and I were joking because you're like. Greg, uh, when you see this series, you're going to think I'm a total asshole. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, impossible. No way. It's it's a really great show. I, I, I've been really enjoying it. But why don't you let Dave know and, and our listeners know a little bit more about Jungle Town and how you even um, were able to, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say allow, allow it, but how you felt to have a film crew follow you for so long and really hype out drama that probably wasn't really drama, but we know what TV does. And how's that affected your brand? Probably, possibly in really positive ways, maybe some in negative. I don't know. You, you tell us. Sure. So I, I think it's pretty, you know, we had a really controversial uh, director, Andy Timoner, who's a friend of mine through Hatch, uh, present us with the opportunity because she thought what we were doing deserved to be documented uh, and then brought Vice to the table or Vice to the table. Uh, and she's, she's my girlfriend's favorite documentary maker. Uh, she brought us Brand the Second Coming. Uh, we live in public, um, and she's won Sundance twice. Yeah, and, and so she presented that, and I thought, and and she has, she said, does such heavy documentaries that we knew it was going to be controversial from the beginning. Uh, but at the same time, we wanted to tell the gritty side instead of just the kind of utopian Instagram side of our story. And so I kind of said, you don't say no to opportunity, and went full in. Uh, and that, that was a hell of a journey. Uh, it put a lot of stress on everybody to have an entire camera crew down there. Uh, we thought we were getting a documentary team, and Vice, uh, Viceland gave us a bunch of reality TV producers. Uh, and the story that got told ended up being even grittier than we expected it to be, because essentially these reality TV producers showed up, identified the most melodramatic and oftentimes negative students and decided to focus on those voices alone for the most part, uh, along with amplifying them as reality TV people do. So we got a pretty skewed version of Kali Yala, uh, maybe a 5% of the experience rather than the 95% that's positive uh, for the sake of ratings. I mean, essentially to sell ad space based on what A-B testing was saying to them was don't show anything positive, don't show great food, don't show beautiful travel shots, don't show sustainability, show teenage drama. Uh, and that's the show we ended up getting. And i got to say that uh, we're happy we're not doing season two. Um, uh, at the same time... Uh-huh. Sorry, I was just going to ask. I was going to say, like, so... So what? So what was your initial reaction as you like? I'm just trying to imagine because I mean it does take it does it takes balls to put yourself out there like this, eh? I just think when you get opportunity, you have to take it, yeah. and when you take opportunity, you have to go 100 percent into it. Yeah. Um, so for me, it just it, I, you know I talked to one of my other friends who, who's an entrepreneur, 
who does a lot of social impact work, and we were having the debate, should this happen? He said, Jimmy, you have to say yes. You already know the answer. <laughs> um, and, you know, a couple of my buddies who are – uh, who I really respect a lot, kind of had that conclusion. And so we said yes. And once we said yes, it's like we're not going to do it halfway. We're going we're gonna to give access and, and, and trust the people we're working with. So uh, it was scary as hell, uh, but that's what entrepreneurship is. And I'm sure as, as, as far as a marketing play, Jimmy, as well, there's probably – I'm curious to know how, how – uh, uh, you know how increases in it's submissions. It's a disaster. Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Viceland and Shane Smith owe me three hundred thousand dollars. Also, it didn't go they well. Told a, they told a story that's not true, um, and they basically damaged a brand that's doing really good work that has documented, measured evidence from third parties saying so. Wow. Uh, and damaged man. a lot of people's experience to come to Kaliala. So, okay. I, I really don't appreciate the way we were treated by the network. I don't appreciate the story that was told. Uh, my staff doesn't. The students from that semester don't, and the students who've been down since don't. Isn't that interesting? Because I, because I didn't know one way or the other. That's why I was so curious to ask you about this. I was wondering if if the opposite happened, where it just really tweaked a lot of people's interest. To say, yeah, I want to be part of we that. We lost a. It really hurt our recruiting. It really took us from having people come in with a very because we have a change the world positive type of mindset, and we attract that type of audience. And the darkness the show portrayed, uh, it did the job of every semester since the show came out, the kids are beyond satisfied because it's so much better than the show makes it look. <laughs> so, 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 so it's, made the, it's made the work a little easier, but I think we've probably lost access to a lot of great people who we would have had come to Kaliala if the show had told a different story than the one it chose to. So what, so what do you do with that? Like, so how do you turn the Right now on? we're writing, right now we're doing keyword SEO. Uh, where we've just opened an AMA thread on Reddit where you can talk to actual staff and former students of Kalu Yala to learn the truth about the place. Uh, we're basically in PR crisis mode trying to correct misinformation. Okay. Well, Jimmy, uh, I know you know lots of filmmakers, but I'm only a phone call away, brother. <laughs> oh, I, I, I would love to talk to you after this is on uh, yeah. because we do. We still we want to keep telling the story. We want to tell it from the perspectives of people who are actually living it rather than so, to the perspective of an A-B test. And, and you know, for, for what it's worth, my only experience has been working with Greg's company and him doing, we did a documentary together. And what I've always felt good about, and maybe night, and actually I'm listening to this, I'm thinking how naive I am. Um, but I always feel like, well, we're all, you know, if it's not showing up well, we'll edit it. You know what I mean? Like, like the, the people that are behind the, the cameras got your best interest at heart. You know, just it would never occur to me that you could actually turn. Oh, the, it's so manipulative, thing. man. And that's the thing about being that's, a, yes. a filmmaker is, and we talked about this today as a team, we are stewards of other people's stories. Right. That is the most important thing. And it's a, not only is, is it an honor, but it is a res high responsibility in this day and age of bullshit media stories and you know all this all this quote unquote fake news and like all these stories that are coming at different angles for different agendas we need to fight against that and i i'm so glad jimmy you you're open and honest with us about this because you're you're really poking the beast in me or the, the bear in me because my passion is to bring truth to the world you know and not manipulate it for ratings that a b testing stuff we've been through it too in, in, in making tv shows for, for large networks and it's the most uncreative boring um you know eye-rolling soul-sucking process in 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 telling great stories so i'm with you from from the opposite side and, I, and I think it, i think it's sad because uh, look shane smith has created an incredible network he's done an, he's an incredible journalist probably maybe the best of our generation um and if you look at most of vice's news 
up until they started moving into that valuation IPO way of thinking about their company. Uh, it was hard hitting deep journalism on important issues. And now it's, you know, Gandhi beat, Gandhi beat his wife. Einstein was a womanizer and Mother Teresa was a racist. Uh, and the sustainable community is a problem, you know. And it's just it's pretty clearly ratings based and it's, it's kind of a sad direction for the network to go. So, so maybe we'll change. So we like we beat that one to death. Because, but thank you for being. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Like, I, like I'm just. So now, now I got to go watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, you gotta watch it, <laughs> or not, or not, or not. <laughs> the um, but Jim, watch it and then come check it on the AMA. Thread, yeah, you know? no, no, exactly. Well, no, but listen, you come, you come, you come to me by a very credible source, being Greg, and uh, and he he has on the the three or four times we tried to get you on here i've heard stories all along the way so i i feel like i kind of know you and, but I, but well, here's a question that i have if i if i if i may is um yep. how is it that you you know like this idea of of building a town in panama of all places like how does that happen like how do you how do you get to that place um you know it was it i grew up um my dad you know, came from a middle-class family in the Midwest and moved to Atlanta and got a job in real estate. And I kind of ended up surrounded by the real estate industry. And so it was, it was normal to me to think about who the heck is building our world. And then as I got older, it kind of got me thinking, who the heck is building our world this way that's kind of socially dividing us and consuming a massive amounts of resources for really temporary products. Um, and that's kind of, and, and I started thinking like, we need a roof over our head. We need walls for safety. We need, uh, you know, uh, place, spaces to hold us and our communities and our families. Uh, and so we need this industry, but we've, this industry has got to learn how to clean up its act and create a place that's socially empowering, that's inclusive, that brings people together, and that actually improves the world's environmental systems through the industry's existence. Otherwise, there's no space for humanity. Uh, and so, that dawned on me uh, maybe when I was 15 years old, and I just started down the rabbit hole of how would you build a uh, community that, att- that accomplishes those goals. And, and why Panama, uh, Jimmy? Is this a place that you've had, a, a, had history in? Or? I, I think that uh, a lot of us have a, a, a little uh, inclination towards the tropics, towards balmy, warm weather and uh, beautiful, beautiful waters and lush rainforests and maybe rum and hammocks, uh, depending on your lifestyle. Uh, you know, and then <laughs> Panama, Panama is, it's kind of, I think Panama, there's more influence per capita here than anywhere else in the world. Uh, you know, 5% of world trade is going through the Panama Canal. It's been the fastest growing economy and it still is the fastest growing economy in the Western hemisphere. Uh, and it's, it was the country from Latin America that invited Cuba to the summit of the Americas from a political standpoint. So I think that the whole world comes through Panama, except there's only three and a half million people here. So it's a great place to start a project uh, that could have an impact on the entire world. Well, it's interesting because at the end of our session, of course, uh, a bunch of us ended up down at the beach at um, what, what was the resort that we ended up at, Jimmy? Um, we are at Salinas. At Salinas. And Salina, Dave, is this wicked little kind of co-working hostel place on the beach. But they've got a whole bunch of them. I don't know how many are in Panama, but probably at least three or four. But now they're coming to the U.S. They're in the U.S. now. They come all the way up through Mexico. What? They're opening Guatemala. They're, they're, they are busy, man. They're blowing up. So that's a perfect example of, mm-hmm. of another experiment in probably starting in Panama or somewhere close that yeah so I, I never even thought of it that way that's a and you know when I was there because I was there years ago Jimmy because I used to live in the Caribbean and I'm talking I don't know 16 years ago I was there last 
and a place it was a sketchy sketchy place you know for me to walk around now that i'm there i feel like i'm walking downtown toronto like it's like there's no no difference like it is a it is a rocking city metropolis <laughs> you know I'm, I'm i'm totally in love with panama i think the mayor here is doing an incredible job of revitalizing panama city and making it into an actual walkable uh city uh, and i think that you know the people of panama are some of the friendliest in the world and especially out in the countryside where we're doing our project so listen, man, we're gonna we're gonna close up to a wrap here. Um, you know, we we've already talked about the show, and the purpose wasn't to talk about the show. I really wanted to bring attention to what you're doing in Kaliala. What what's the message you want our our listeners to hear, and uh, and also what's the pitch? Like, there's a lot of people that might listen to our show that might want to apply as as interns. I was thinking, what's the what, what's the pitch? I think the pitch is uh, come test your wild ass ideas on how to make the world a better place in a real life setting. Uh, surrounded by people who are as crazy as you. Um, and then I, uh, if, <laughs> if I had to uh, give everyone something to walk away with right now, it's it kind of exactly what you were saying about the media and what we're all experiencing right now with Donald Trump, which is there's too much divisiveness going on in the world, and a lot of it's about pointing fingers at who is the cause, and we need to remember that we are the cause. And everyone, uh, whether you can do big work or whether you can take a single step, uh, it's whether you're an accountant at KPMG, uh, be thinking about how your life and your work, uh, what you can do today to make the world a little bit better for everyone else. So nice. uh, that's that's kind of, I just think we all need to feel empowered that we are the people creating the world. I might be building a town, but everyone alive right now is creating the world. I love it, man. Thank you so much for that, Jimmy. And thanks for your time. And uh, uh, send my love uh, down to that beautiful piece of property, man. I loved waking up. Come, uh, come visit. Bring, bring your love down to us, Greg. Come visit. Bring Dave along. I'd and, love uh, to go. Let's hang out. All right. <laughs> I love it, brother. I love it. Okay, dude. Well, uh, stay in touch, man. Don't be a stranger. Next time you're in New York or anywhere else, there's a good chance I'm there, too. So we'll uh, we'll go grab a drink. Thanks, Jimmy. Nice hey, guys, meeting you, man. Thank you so much for the time. And thanks for following up and catching me. <laughs> All right, brother. Take care, All Jimmy. Right. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Um, you know what, um, you know, that final message, what I thought was really cool about that, um, is that he actually, when he was talking about his experience in the film, he didn't kind of completely throw Viceland under, he's, you know, he, he's, he talked about, he owned it, right? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 you know, it wasn't uh, so good for him. Good for him. Cause it sounds like it was a shitty experience, you know? And, and, um, you know, and, and I, I like you understand it better than I do, but, um, I, I don't like I, I, I personally feel offended as a viewer when people are, are purposely manipulating, um, you know, kind of my emotions around something and not telling me the whole story. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's um, I, I just have a, a, a really negative reaction to it and I just tend to turn it off. I have a lot of trouble watching um, most of the major networks. Um, in terms of coverage of news, on, no matter what side they're on, it doesn't really matter to me. The point is, it's just one-sided. Well, it's because news has, for some reason, become politicized. Well, uh, it, it, it's, it's not—it's not the trusted source anymore. You know what uh, I mean? And like, and and that's—I don't know—I'm not even going on one side or the other. I just think like yeah. you know, left and right. And um, so I, I think his message—I love that message. You know what I mean? It's, and, it's we. It's that concept of right, we. Right, we. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So, um, anyways, that brings my mind. What? What? Do we, so, well, you know, and you know what was really interesting is um, is that he trusted you enough in the conversation. I think to recognize that you didn't understand the negative impact. That, mm. that documentary had. Well, it, and there's a reason for that too because uh, when I was in New York last, I saw on Instagram that he that he was in New York, so we, right. we reached out and said, yeah. hey, let's let's hook up. But he was in and out for an interview with Shane Smith at Vice about the show. Right. Right? And I saw the interview and it was, uh, 
you know, that was my last contact with, with was, Jimmy regarding the, the show. Was, was it was a pretty like? produ- productive, interesting, authentic interview, just talking about all the elements of the show. But that wasn't the forum for Jimmy to say, hey, man, like, you guys produced a show that was really damaging to my brand. Like, he's not going to say that in that perspective. So it was really cool to hear to hear that that was not the case. And really relieving, in a way, because the way it's put together, it's one of those award-winning styles of reality television. Like, it looks like any, and feels like any other high-budget like reality show, like a survivor. Of, like kind of formula around It's it. always very formulaic. Yeah. And I, I, I love that he exposed the secret of, you find the 5% that's not yeah. working, yeah. and focus on them, right. you will get a story, yeah. no matter what. Right? Um, Interesting. And, and, and it takes away from, he's doing some really cool and, stuff. Oh, totally. And it, something else is really interesting, our reality show well we don't even call it reality we call it docu soap for a reason i'm talking about cubicle to the cage um if you watch that you'd be like there's no way this is real but it is we a difference between a reality show and a docu soap a reality show the producers can poke and prod the story any way they want the docu soap is a documentary series so you're there you're documenting you're documenting and of course every producer and filmmaker you've got an ability to shape a story, of course, sure. but we're not telling those MMA fighters, okay, you need to do this and fall down crying because of this. None of that. But that, that happens in the other. Oh my gosh, man, it's as scripted as anything. Really? In, in a lot of cases, yeah. Wow. Um, See, that's how naive I. Am. I that didn't make. I didn't. I yeah. thought. I don't. I don't have time for that type of type of production, like yeah, uh, yeah. as far as what we do. Yeah. Anyway, all, all really, uh, really cool stuff. So, but really quickly, just just on a final note, like you you describe. Going and walking and seeing the the the, the, the tiki torches. Oh, and, so it was beautiful and, 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 and great organic food. Yeah. Everything's made on the land. Yeah. You know, like it's it's a circular system, right? Yeah. It's like a closed loop ecosystem. So what, so what you had this experience there, and it was and it was um what was the word the guy used? He um the, the um from uh, Hatch um Yarrow. Yeah, what's he uh, he calls it um, curating. He created right, experience, right, right. which I thought was a really interesting kind of uh, term to use. Hmm. So you, what was so you walked away, and, and what was your lasting impression? I was just I was so inspired that uh, Jimmy, who's a younger guy, has been able to be so bold to do something as we're talking about. You know, the the big hairy audacious ideas. Mm-hmm. This is it, and he's doing it, and it's working. Mm-hmm. And for me, as a young person. I don't even know what tuition was, how much it was. It wasn't a lot in my mind for, you know, to pay, get all this amazing organic food. You're, you got a roof and you're learning under world-class experts. Mm -hmm. So the whole thing was a business plan that made sense because it's a win-win-win. Students are learning and they pay to learn, Mm -hmm. but they're also building a community, which is building, helping Jimmy build his uh, business and prove his model which could be an actual model for the rest of the world to to mimic after after this one's done at Kaliyala. Check out Kaliyala.com. K-A-L-U-Y-A-L-A.com. Yeah. And uh, it's it's pretty amazing. If I was if I was younger again, like it'd be the type of place I would be. <laughs> if I was you know? younger again. But I'll definitely go back down for sure. Maybe there's going to be another hatch down y- there. You're a young man. I'm a young man. Okay, that's good. So listen, Patreon.com. You can support our, our podcast um, for as low as a dollar an episode or as high as you want it to be to help support us. I don't, we're in like 170 episodes now or something. And we've just been doing this out of passion just to be able to share great stories. And for Dave and I to meet all these amazing guests, it's so inspiring. Like Jimmy, like Jimmy. And um, if you feel compelled, uh, don't worry, we're going to keep on making these. If 
nobody supports us anyway. <laughs> but what a sales pitch that is. But you know what? It really does help us because we've got a lot of people help supporting us uh, to make this podcast happen. So and next week, a uh, pretty fascinating individual coming up. Joel Solomon. Yeah. So anybody from the Social Venture Network world or, or SVI, Social Venture Institute, you know the name Joel Solomon. So tune in next week, my people, our people, and... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Uh, Greg's people and and let's, re- let's remind people how to get in touch with or to read our stuff, Dave. Bam, you leadershipunleash.ca, visioncoachinginc.com, and then you can check me out at hemmingshouse.com or greghemmings.me. Sign up for the uh, the emailer at greghemmings.me, and also another emailer at boilingpointpodcast.com. Till next time, keep that pot boiling. And Matt's going to say that again in one second. Three, two, one. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. 